WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Picked up by Railways Adamini. Northampton send the ball back. Goes the way of Kingsley Smith. That was uh, a couple of weeks ago up there in Geraldton, and uh, the man in the uh, Toolkit Depot studio was on the, uh, well, he finished runner-up in the GNFL Grand Final <laughs> playing for Northampton, and the drought continues. Fleet Network, WA's <laughs> Novated Guard Leasing Specialist, Josh Kennedy in for Scotty Cummings on this Friday. Com- commiserations to you and all those up in Northampton. It's been a while. I know, I know. It's been 19 years. And then to uh, yeah, to lose the grand final for three minutes <laughs> and then get another chance is yeah, quite bizarre. First chance to, t- to talk to you on a serious note. Congratulations, mate. I know what it means to the town. We'll, 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 more on that in a moment. Was it one of the most bizarre days of your football career? It was, yeah, yeah. It was It was an epic game um, in terms of just momentum swings from both sides. Um, but then, yeah, I suppose the ending in the way it did and then going into overtime, which, you know, I don't, I've only done once, which was, yeah, we had that final um, against Port Adelaide. Um, so kind of knew that we had five minutes each way, but just the just – the, Bizarre setup, yeah. That that was happening. The yeah, highs was, and lows of it, because at well, the time, you did you think you'd lost? We've we just heard the end of the commentary. Yeah. Did you think you'd you had lost? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, but who I did. didn't think yeah. you'd lost? Well, Harry didn't, because he obviously he kicked that point and knew it wasn't registered, so he was pretty switched on to so it. Tell us about that. So it's probably seven, eight minutes of play. Um, we were um, 11 points up. Um, Harry has a shot and he misses. Uh, so we go to 12 points up, but the scoreboard doesn't register. So gotcha. they didn't mark it on the scoreboard. So gotcha. the whole time we were 12 points up um, for that period or two goals up, um, they ended up kicking two goals post that. Thinking they're a point in front. Thinking that, yeah, they were five points down and then a point in front. Yes. So the scoreboard had your point in front? Yes, but the official scorers had it as a draw, the goal umpires? Yes, they had it as a draw, yeah. So Harry's point didn't get registered. Uh, play unfolded. Um, they ended up getting a free kick um, down in, inside their 450. They kicked a goal. So they moved, instead of going officially six points up, we were, uh, they were five points on the scoreboard. And then they won the next centre clearance. Mitchie uh, Boyle ran out, as he's, he did all day, and he kicks towards goal, towards the forwards. It bounces in front of the forward uh, our, our back and our forward, um, and their forward, sorry. Uh, it's touched, so our boys touched it. It then bounces right angles, hits the post and goes through. What do you mean it hit the post? It hit the post. It, it, it was it was crazy. And it's on the footage, and I'm so glad that this decision wasn't the decider for the day. because so goal umpire made an error? Well, obviously the position that she was in, she mustn't have seen it, but... Everyone clearly saw it. Uh, the, the boundary umpires came in. They were like, hit the post. Our, our boys were going, you know, nuts as they were. Saying they touched it, saying hit the post. And uh, Lucko came in, the umpire, and said, everyone clear out. And what was the call? And she just goes, it was a goal. That's what she saw. So wow. so they go a point up. But gotcha. really, it's a draw. Gotcha. All right. This is how then how it all unfolded, courtesy of the coverage. Uh, Peter Fiorenza is one of the main voices you hear here. That's it. That's it. So the score... They haven't waved the flag as yet. We're waiting on the scoreboard to be. Rowers are really taking the cup to the ruck. We're waiting for the correct bait. Waiting for the correct bait to be called. So unbelievable, really. 
of the scoreboard, electric scoreboard over here. Wrong. So just might be a draw yet. So wait on. Might be a draw yet. There could be a draw, which is another sensation. Railways will look, probably lose a little bit of momentum because I think they've won the game. Yeah, they've already thought they had the cup on their shoulders. So just wait. We can't believe it. Northampton yeah. have regrouped again now, yeah. so they, they sense that something is, a, is about. So waiting on it. <laughs> They're bringing the cup back. Oh, no. The, the cup's coming back in. It's a draw. They've got to play extra time. Have they said that, Pat Glenn, yet? Well, uh, I think, yes, it has. The, they brought the score in. Waiting on the scoreboard to be altered. Waiting on the scoreboard to be changed. Electronic scoreboard. And oh, it's, it's a draw. It's a draw. Absolute mayhem. I feel sorry for railways then. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you do. So they, so they had every... Well, I've seen the vision. So they all there, So if anyone was up at that grand final a couple of weeks ago, give us a call. I'd love to get your perspective, where you were, did you know, 13, 12, 55, or text away 0487 uh, This was took place a couple of weeks ago. Northampton win their first flag in 19 years. They beat railways. They thought they'd lost. Then it was a draw. Then they played an extra dime. This is what it sounds like. Uh, sealing the goal... Uh, uh, and look, we'd love to tell you, we'd love to see what happened, but everyone stood up in front of the poor old cameraman. Have a listen. But you think about the mindset, like, you know, we've, we've gone from losing a grand final to getting another chance. So you just, you know, the energy's pumped, ready to go again. And they've gone from winning it, taken off them because of a score check. Yeah, it would have been very hard, I think, you know, mentally to be able to go through that last passage of 10 minutes. So who do I have a dig at? Uh, don't forget, before you dig, lodge a free inquiry online. <laughs> do I dig the poor old young fellow who's on the scoreboard? Well, he was, yeah, they had a young kid, I think, on the scoreboard. So he was, had so to press the buttons he and he was doing, got caught up in the emotion of yeah, it all? Yeah, oh, I just think he just missed it. Yeah, he's just he's obviously missed that. Um, yeah. Do we have a go at the goal umpire for making an error that thought you would have won the game anyway? It was a glaring error, and we have seen the vision, and yeah. it does show it hitting the post. <laughs> so that. Or do we have a go at Harry Taylor for taking things so seriously? Because I have a go at him for missing that missing that shot. I oh, missed the shot. Yeah, okay. he missed that shot. There we go. We'll have a dig at him for that. Okay, don't dig blind. Search <laughs> before you dig online. Every time byda.com.au. You played in 28. You played the 2018. You played in a premiership for West Coast in front of 95,000 people. Great emotion. You fall in love with Mark Lacroix, the Frenchman. It's all very <laughs> – the public displays of affection. Yeah. It's huge for WA. It was a massive game. Mm. You play for Northampton Rams, your club, your team, your town mm. – can you compare the two? And I'm being absolutely 100% serious. Yeah, it's um, it's oh, it's very, very different. I think it's just the 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 different wins. The grand final's grand final, but um, I suppose when you're you're playing AFL, you're you're trying to be the best you can be. You do your thing for the team, and um, you know you've got a whole state kind of backing you, riding you um, to win a grand final, and it was unbelievable. It's the pinnacle of you know AFL, but any grand final is is that point. I think with Northampton growing up there, um, it'd been 19 years since we won one. The town's been through a fair bit of hardship with the Cyclones and obviously this year with farming it's obviously not going um, too flash so 
to be able to bring that cup back home was something that you know I'll never forget. And and the team played absolutely un- unbelievable. And to be, I suppose your, your members and your fans of of your clubs, like you just know everyone. And walking into the footy club, yeah, Saturday night after we'd won, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Just seeing everyone um, from the town that was in there, uh, you knew everyone. Uh, it was it was yeah, it was amazing. So, what does it do, country footy? And we talk of Northampton, and the cyclones were horrendous. And as you talk, and the, the rebuild's been long and painstaking, and there's been fundraising, and there's been a whole range of things going on. And sport, like for many country towns, and football and netball is key. It's yeah. key to keep the groups together, put morale up. Mm. Just tell us a bit what it means to that town, and and how. And, I'm, and I don't want to overemphasise it, but I get the feeling. I get the feeling. This is probably got a fairly heavy special spot in your heart probably equal to and if not maybe more than what you achieved at the AFL level for, for, definitely. What, for what the town's been through well definitely because you, you, you go I think everyone in that um, in that team that played you know um, I'm going to say at least 90% of them grew up in, in Northampton so um being through your juniors, um, you know, community sport in all regional areas, it's just, it brings towns together. It's a, the sense of belonging. You're there Friday night at training, you play on the weekends, that's what you do. You just go, that's your outings, you're with everyone from the town, you catch up with everyone. Regional towns, obviously, farmers is so isolated, so it's, you know, getting everyone together. Um, and I suppose the town supported a lot of us young kids coming through, you know, whether it was um, other parents looking after you or taking you to training, and that was like, you know, what you did. And I think the whole town supporting, you know, you as a kid coming through and the competitions that you had. And then I think, you know, for me, I was lucky enough to go away and play AFL. So um, you wouldn't have got that without that town. You know, you have your parents and you have your family, but then it's the the support network and that community around that helps you support it. So um, being able to, I suppose, yeah, come back and then have that Winning, you know, that cup, come back home. It was, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. You had a long time, a lot of mates playing for the opposition, guys you've known yep. and followed their football careers, whether it be just country footy or waffle level, wherever yep. it may be. Um, any any sort of emotion towards them and how they'd be feeling, or do you sort of all been focused on the Rams? No, yeah, well, it, well, it is. I suppose like you know, for railways is that I've got a lot of um, guys that I grew up with, um, a lot of guys that you knew as young kids who have come through are playing really good footy. Some that have gone to East Fremantle and now come back, um, you know things like that um, you know uh, Johnny Reynolds who played a lot of football as a young kid um, who was you know an absolute gun you know he took over coaching this year and has done such an amazing job with them and you know you look at that in terms of community or like regional football country football you know he, he played all his juniors you know he's in his, his league he did his you know his service for the railways football club and now has come back and and coaching him and you know Matthew Moore Matthew Moore is the same he's a good mate of mine um, so to see what they've done with the group this year and you know take them to the grand final even though they didn't um, didn't lose, didn't win. Um, it's very exciting for them over the next you know few years. Mm. And what what have you felt like in the last couple of weeks since Northampton Rams won the the premiership that there's been a buzz around the town? Everyone's sort of still feeling up and about because it's so significant. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. We had our wind up um, on on Saturday, so um, yeah, which was good. So everyone you know getting together. Um, <clears throat> you were the fairest and best club hey? champion, were you? You were your club champion? No, Flynn Dillon. So Flynn Dillon so is, you know, a player that's been at the club for the last couple of years. He actually goes out uh, with my sister. And he won everything this year. So this is let me tell you about this year. So he did he basketball grand final one, T twenty grand final one, played the first seven rounds for Northampton, went to Europe for 10, 12 weeks, came back, played in the grand final, 
won the grand final, got best on in the grand final, <laughs> and then won the best and fairest for Northampton. But in between that, Europe coming back and uh, the grand final is the JJ Clune, which is like the Brownlow. He won that after seven rounds. Seven rounds? Seven rounds, yep. How old's his cat? He's like 24, 25. Well, is he too good for there? <laughs> Should a waffle club be looking at him? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, he's, he's not that good, is he's he? He's not that good, is he? You're just I, making out. You're making out that he's So the last couple of weeks, bunch. all the boys, we've just been saying, like, it doesn't matter who actually wins it. They just read his name out. It just flows <laughs> off the tongue. So, you know. So. Ah, well, he's, and he's, you know what? He's, he's the best catch of all of that. Your sister. <laughs> uh, well done. Well done to everyone in Northampton as well. Well done to Railways. I've seen the vision. It, it was, it's painstaking to watch. For both for both sides. Oh, it's like it's really just, tough to you know. To, it's wow. One point on the scoreboard difference can you meant like the mental side of football and everything can just change. Feel sorry for the scoreboard kid and the guy. Oh, you feel oh, sorry right. for him. Like all those things, the mis- mistakes happen in football. Yeah. But even just the mindset. So railways. He's been forced out of town now. So that kid, he's oh, I don't he's, know. he's moved to Elbury. I, <laughs> I don't know where he is. I don't know. Poor little fella. Anyway, hey, well done, and thank you for sharing that. So yeah. there it is. There, it's it's one of the great stories. Uh, yes, Roy, he did win your sister's heart. Uh, fantastic. All righty, uh, let's keep the calls coming. Um, g'day, lads. Thoughts and the, the D listening. To. We'll get to all of that in a moment. Uh, Thirteen twelve fifty five. Took your depot open line zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. We won forty three dollars in lotto last night. Just so everyone wants to know for the, the syndicate. Yeah, yeah. How much? Oh. Forty three. But we got five numbers. Numbers, yeah. but that's all you get 40 bucks. You get a slick pick, yeah. 15 next one, yeah. Well, I'm just gonna keep uh, well. So, all those who are in the syndicate, we'll do it again next week because it's jackpot to 20 million or whatever it is. Uh, so everyone who uh, rang yesterday, thank you. Now, just as regards to yesterday, we're having this chat from a cafe celebrating uh, 30 years of coffee fit for an Aussie. Hello to those up in Geraldton um, and all the other states who are listening to our show yesterday and after we went off air. We had a lot of technical problems yesterday, the, the, the storms damaged a lot of the infrastructure around Optus Stadium. Well, that's our excuse. Anyway. Um, and, uh, I heard you were a stand-up comedian for about 90 minutes. <laughs> Scotty and I had to just talk. <laughs> there was no ads. There was no – so they couldn't hit any buttons. Uh, the interviews were great. And, and Goss Lotto saved us all. One of our, all of our listeners who ring in are always good fun. But um, interesting enough, um, after we went off air, for those who don't know, I had to record a phantom race call of the Australian and England cricket teams for the yep. Wembley Football Club today. Wembley have got a big uh, – they're back in A grade, Money yep. Waterman. Yep. They're back in a grade. I think Jake Borderman's going to join yep. us, Jackson Nelson, Josh Rotham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the boys. Um, um, Xavier O'Neill is probably coming over and uh, yep. Greg Clark and Connor West. They're all coming. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get in there. Um, now, just in regards to uh, – we, so I did the commentary, and, and we thought we had gone to Waitley Network Programming. Yeah, so you're recording it. So you're recording, recording it. Yeah. yeah. We were off air. Yeah. Well, we weren't off air. <laughs> so the call was going to air. Now, the problem is I got through the whole call and then we had we were inundated with texts and calls, but we were concentrating on our job. Yep. And then we had a take two and we did it again. And you know, more people from Geraldton said, oh, great, cool. I got 30, and I mean this, 30 messages yesterday <laughs> on the king. from mates who are going to today's lunch <laughs> oh, who now know... The result of the phantom race call. Well, which a, you didn't change it. It's a fundraiser. Well, that's not for you to know and for me to find out. <laughs> so they all think they've got the winner. They and got, I got a yeah. message from Cam Robbins, who commentates our WAFL football coverage on SENWA. And he said, mate, 
all the boys know the result. You might have to do it again. <laughs> and I just went, don't be surprised. A little bit of a decoy there. So for those who are attending, who uh, listen to our show, who are going to the Wembley Football Club function, who mistakenly found out the result by me going to air with it. And lucky, one, one lucky I didn't swear. Two, lucky I yep. didn't say anything untoward <laughs> at all. Uh, anyway. Uh, so that was after the radio yesterday. That was after. Was that, yeah. yeah, between 8 and 8.50. Well, you always get out of here pretty kick, quick, so yeah. I, don't, I don't think you would have recorded another one once you realised you stuffed up. 36. <laughs> oh, did I go quick, did I? 36 takes. I went home and did it. 36? In my studio at home. Oh, studio at home. 36 <laughs> takes. 36. I've got it on my phone. Yeah, we are. Nail it? Yeah, nah. I just lost interest after a while. Get a comfy spot. Get the porn. Anyway, Adam Flog Guy, thank you for your text. 13 12 55, text 0487 um, Here's the end of the call from the yesterday's commentary. Marsh and head, head, marsh, duck it, duck it, head, marsh, duck it, head, marsh, duck it, head, marsh, marsh, head, duck it, they hit it. Duck it wins. The plucky little palm gets home. He beats Marsh and the head Collins was coming So duck it won it. So okay. if you are going to the Wembley uh, Football Club function today, very short price favourite to win. <laughs> so for those there, get on Ben Duckett today and you'll get the money. So, uh, Scotty Cummings having a well-deserved break. Uh, Josh Kennedy in the studio. It is the 15th of September. It's payday today. My wife's birthday today. Wish her a happy birthday on, on the radio. Are you gonna... Here you go. Off you go. Hey? Wish her a happy birthday so we can record it. Happy birthday. Forget. Well, she'll be listening, obviously. Yeah. She'll be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> my wife doesn't know where I go at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> she cares about my radio career. Uh, goes, where do you go every morning? I go, I go to work. <laughs> What's that? Uh, happy birthday, Lawrence. Nice work by you. Don't forget, My Cruises Friday FOMO offer will be announced today. Stick around to hear it later in the show. Let's get a breakaway and come back. But on this day, is not too far away. McCafe celebrating 30 years of making the perfect coffee to go with your early mornings. Josh Kennedy's here, and thanks for all your texts already. Everything's going strong here. We're on SEN 621, SEN Margaret River, and Bustleton as well, 1494. Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. That it is. Thanks to Baron today because the little things are everything. And thanks for all those who messaged in. They really liked the prime time listening of it yesterday because it went to 7.30 because we had technical problems yesterday. but So we had to move it. <laughs> so it I loved shifted it. to the prime yeah, time. prime time. Oh. I know. But anyway, back to its normal <laughs> spot right now. But we, we are talking to management about this and that we can maybe put it where it belongs. Uh, happy birthday, if you are celebrating a birthday. So the lovely Mrs. Kennedy is celebrating her birthday today. Jeremy Gilmer's 83. I've got to get back up to that sugar shack. Yeah. Oh, come on, shake it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's number one in 1963. 1963. I wasn't born. No, don't start, man. I wasn't born back in 1963. (laughs) Hey, Tommy Lee Jones is a US actor and best supporting actor. He played in The Fugitive as well. He was also uh, um, won an Oscar for Valley of Allah, other team, uh, other uh, Batman Forever, Men in Black, US Marshals, Captain America. Uh, He was uh, in plenty. Tommy Lee Jones is 77. Who's your favourite actor? Are you an actor man? Do you like sort of movies and stuff? Yeah, oh, I grew up, Jim Carrey. I love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Funny many. Man. Yeah, yeah. Funny man. Mike Proctor, also a South African cricketer, is seventy-seven. Oliver Stone is seventy-seven. What are we saying here? We're saying that when Oswald went to Russia, he was not a real defector. That he was an intelligence agent on some kind of mission for our government and remained one till the day he died. That's what we're saying. Oliver Stone, a U.S. film director, and that is from JFK. As I mentioned, Tommy Lee Jones was. Uh, let's. Uh, we'll forget about Tommy Lee Jones. He's had his moment in the sun. Hey, Paula Duncan, seventy-one. Cop shop, cop shop, absolute brilliant TV show. Mm. Oh, did you remember Cop Shop? Nah, uh, might have been a little no, bit before maybe. your time. <laughs> uh, but she was probably best known for this. Got a call from Mr. Fryer. He's bringing round about. I remember this. Although I felt quite sickly, I had to clean it quickly. With spray and wipe all purpose, I cleaned up every surface. Spray and wipes a breeze, cause it cuts through toughest. Ah, uh, yeah. Nice work by Paula Duncan was the spray and wipe. And uh, uh, she had a late sister, Carmen Duncan. She was also a wonderful actor as well. Prince Harry's birthday today. Is he still going by the prince? Or has he changed his name? Is he just Harry? I don't think he's got the prince bit. I think they've taken it off him, haven't they? Anyway, he got... Can they do uh, that? Hey? Can they do that? Well, mate, you don't want to have him to do with the royal family. You don't have you don't have the entitlements. He might have Prince Harry, but he doesn't get any, he doesn't get any handouts. Anyway, he got married to Meghan. Meghan, I give you this ring. Meghan, I give you this ring. As a sign of our marriage. As a sign of our marriage. With my body, I honour you. With my body, I honour you. All that I am, I give to you. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. All that yeah, I whatever. am, I give to you. Um, and, and it's going to end ugly, you know that, don't you? Well, it, you've got to lose your last name then, if he's not called a prince, wouldn't it? What's his last name? Windsor. Aren't they all Windsors? Prince Harry's still a prince, but he no longer gets referred to this with the horrific, with, with yeah, the honorific yeah. His Royal Highness. Oh, okay, so uh, he's lost the ro- His Royal Highness bit. Still a prince, but. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's only one prince, and he passed away, sadly, a while ago. Mm. Uh, we talk of the, the great prince as in um, Purple Rain Prince. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Thank you very much. Uh, Green Acres was a TV show. This, this I remember this. <laughs> Just give me that countryside. Not exactly sure why we played that, but anyway, I'm just trying to find it somewhere. Why are we playing that? Where is that? Debuted on TV, did it, on this day? Yeah, I'm just trying to Lucky find Lucky we're that. not in prime time at the moment. Yeah, green, eh? Because oh, I did too. Along with Gidget, Lost in Space and I Spy, all debuted on TV on 1965, which ah. was the first year I was born. Uh, Sydney Olympics uh, opening ceremony was on this day, September 15. Mesdames et messieurs, Olivia Newton-John... John Farnham. 
Lillian Newton-John and John Farnham. Uh, yes, the opening of the Sydney Olympics on this day. Uh, let's get through it. Rick Wright passed away on this day. US keyboard player while, uh, with Pink Floyd. Baron O'Day, don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. We leave you with Rick Okasek. 2019, he passed away. Uh, he was, well, he's, he was with the cars and they racked up a couple of absolute bangers. Uh, happy birthday, celebrating a birthday today. September 15, it's payday. You can't go wrong thinking nothing's wrong. That's the real Prince. Take you, Harry. Nice work. My Cruise Friday's FOMO offer will be announced very shortly, so stick around to hear that later in the show. But in the studio, thanks to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. The man who, well, let me just say, who did a remarkable job yesterday. We were under enormous pressure to stay on air, but... uh, the on-air talent who gets all the accolades and the big bucks and the little, little mouse on the wheel outside was just doing... Whackety-whack! <laughs> volunteer outside. How did you go out there yesterday? Yeah. How'd great. You How'd you sleep? Like a rock. <laughs> you did a great job. And so did, so Long day. So the young fella, Connor? Connor was very good. He was very good. Under good, pressure. Good to have the main man back, though. Lois back today. Yeah. What do you got yeah, for us? Absolutely. And he lets us know that he's here as well. <laughs> Bringing in prints at 100% volume. Oh, yeah. You'll be guilty. <laughs> uh, the West Coast Eagles yesterday advised five players that they will not be offered contract extensions into 2024. Xavier O'Neill, Greg Clark, uh, Connor West, uh, Zaya Winder and Samo Petrovsky-Seaton have all been told that their time has come to an end. JK, we're going to probably touch on this after 7 o'clock yep. when Ibo joins us from Fleet Network to talk all things footy, but what's your thoughts on those two listings? Yeah, look, yeah, it's, uh, they've got to make some big changes, and I suppose uh, looking at the list and um, you know a lot of those guys, they've been they've been great servants for the club, great waffle players, and um, just haven't probably gone to that next level. And um, obviously the changes need to be made. So what's that, that, that's nine spots open up. Yeah, on the Luke list. Foley as well, Shannon Hearn, yeah, yeah. Nick Natanui, and yes. Luke Shuey. So it's a lot of changes. Wow, nine there's probably spots. more to come. To be brutally honest, so they're probably not going to stop there. I'd be surprised if there's not one. You reckon? Yeah. Well, not if they can't get a deal done. Like the Waterman ones in this is. Mm. Issue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's recovering and ticked all the boxes. Yeah. The playing group. I don't now. I don't know whether this is true. Can you confirm with me oh. how much of the playing group influence blokes on the precipice being kept on the list? So the playing group um, says to the footy department, or hey, Jake is the barometer of our moods in and out of the football team. We think you should keep him. And when the club goes, yeah, I think it's a recommend like recommendations. Does it's happen? Probably, yeah, it's probably just ask the question. So obviously, you know, football department, recruiting, list management, coaches, just you know, they all have their perspective on on, on a player. And I suppose it's just a, it's a recommendation from the playing group. It wouldn't have much sway. Like the players don't sit there and go, "You need to keep this guy." That gotcha. Never happens. Okay. But um, obviously, the feedback on players is probably 
yeah, something that's taken on. And I, I assume that a little bit of that goes towards their decisions. Had a rough year, Jake Waterman. Hasn't really found his spot in the team, whether he's back <clears> forward. Where do you think his best football is? Uh, I think he's, he's best forward. Yeah, he's best. He's best playing is that tall forward. He can still play a little bit small. But, um, you know, when he's up and going and his work rate, yeah, that, that half forward role, you know, similar to what Cripper can do. Yeah, and being up and being that connector through, I suppose, the arcs is where he plays his best footy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is hard. He gets moved around. He swing man goes back. He goes to the wing. He Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get consistency in when, sure. you, when you move around a sure. fair bit. You and know his illness has really racked uh, yeah rattled him as well, but hopefully he's making a recovery. But anyway, look, there's a lot of speculation about that. My mail is that he's going to stay, but the contract offer is mm. is not not sweet, not 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 exactly where he wants it to be. But yeah. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to him because I really like him, but his body of work, even when he's up and about, for me, is too inconsistent. Well, I just think he just plays that third tall. Okay. Get, just get a position. Third tall, just like what Oscar did, you know, uh, just like what Jack did when it was me and Lynchy, just play that third tall. Okay, there you go. Lockie Day, a consistent position, which is what Lockie Ash has done at GWS this season as a halfback. He's been excellent. We'll chat with him yeah, later on. he's been resurrected. Well, not resurrected. He's just been changed to a halfback and has been exceptional. Locked in a spot and he is racking seven up. 7 o'clock from the GWS Giants. The points, yeah, very, very good. Don't forget, West Coast also looking for a new CEO, so a big period of change at the club. Uh, elsewhere, Melbourne has resisted the temptation to recall Brody Grundy, Port Adelaide has axed Jeremy Finlayson and Carlton has brought in Matt Kennedy, uh, Kennedy for this weekend's semi-finals. So for uh, the D's, Tomlinson, Jordan and Spargo are in. Out goes Hibbard, Van Royen, of course, with that suspension. Brayshaw, of course, with concussion. Uh, in for Carlton, just Kennedy. Martin and Mackay go out. For Port Adelaide, in comes Charlie Dixon. And as mentioned, Finlayson goes out, as does Williams for GWS. In comes Stephen Canelio, which is good to say after he had that eye injury last week that he mm. picked up in training. Weird. That was weird. It was, it was a bit odd. Out goes O'Halloran and Nick Haynes. And in some soccer news, the best FIFA coach nominees have been announced. Ange Postacoglu's in the list alongside the likes of Pep Guardiola and Xavi Hernandez. Now, Pep Guardiola uh, is amazing. Xavi Hernandez, incredible. We know that Ange is a great coach. A little bit premature, do you think, as a nomination for the best FIFA coach? He's played, uh, coach four games. Yeah, that's not just Spurs. about his body of work there. It's, it's also at Celtic, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's over the last year or so, yes. Yeah, well, he did a pretty good job at Celtic. He was, he was a good, you're expected to do a good job at Celtic. No, hang on, mate. You can only do what you can only do. There's no expectations. It's not that easy, mate. I don't know if you've coached in the Prem- Scottish Premier League, but let me tell you. I that, could, yeah. though. If oh, I was coaching Celtic, that I'd easy, win the league. Yeah. I would yeah. win the league if I was coaching Celtic. Coach player. You just play as 100%. well. 100%. Mate, have you seen Jared Neesham of the Scottish <laughs> Premier League. And uh, Kyra Cooney Cross, the Matildas winger. She's signed for Arsenal. Yeah, good night. You'll be with right, Dash into Chemist Warehouse for half Price vitamins and cosmetics. That's three Aussies at the Gunners. Yeah. How good. Oh, wow. Alrighty. In the Premier League, she yeah. becomes the most expensive women's player of all time. Who? Kyra Cooney-Cross. So two hundred. that right? 270000 Australian dollars is what What's Arsenal set? What do you reckon Sam Kerr's getting? No, what they're paying. What she's, not, Sam... she's, not, she's not highest paid. Sam Kerr's going to be highest paid. I'm paying to get her across. They're paying £140,000, £270,000 to get her to the club. Before you even pay her her wage. Yeah, her wage oh, won't yeah, be as high yeah, as that. Yeah, yeah. Well, as much. high as Sam Kerr's. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, good. That was good. Chemist Warehouse, rush in. Uh, half price vitamins and cosmetics. That and was top three, I reckon. For the sports update. Yeah. <laughs> That's a low benchmark. Let me see you right now. Premier League coach, top three there. Hey, can I ask you, what did you buy your beautiful wife for her birthday? 
And don't if you've said I nothing yet. I can't. I can't say it on radio. Well, she's not she's, listening. She's, she's not listening. listening. Blow it out, Zed's right now, mate. <laughs> no, no, so I went with the kids uh, this week. So we got her a bathrobe. Oh, nice. Got, got her some summer jammies. Summer jammies. And then some, some earrings. So, earrings. Yeah, I had to kind of sway the girls which earrings to pick because there was some that probably just weren't suited for <laughs> for mum. But yeah, uh, uh, brilliant stuff. Nice work. Uh, and uh, I don't know who Roy's referring to, but JK, did you know that it's two thousand uh, two hundred thirty-seven thousand and twenty-seven minutes till the King's birthday? I'm the King. Oh, that's me. For, for my birthday, I don't know if you know, or you do know. You are the king. Yeah, yes. February 27th is my birthday, just so you know. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, Lisa from Ellenbrook, thank you. Lisa said she watched the vision of the um, GNFL Grand Final yeah. and so was completely blown away by it. Um, I'm going up to Ellenbrook tonight, Lisa. I might see you there. Might even have a, a street parade up there. Uh, yeah. I am Perth. <laughs> <laughs> going up there for the... Uh, uh, Ellenbrook Junior District Football Awards as well. Dave says, JK, would you know a bit about weird eye injuries to miss a game of football? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I do. Do you remember that? Coxie? Coxie threw a tennis ball at me. Yeah, yeah, got me right in the eye. Had a bit of a laugh right, and then yeah. everything went yellow. <clears throat> Had to go to the docks and he's like, you got to go to hospital. So I missed two games. They went over and played Bulldogs, um, and we played Richmond the week after. I didn't play. You got your flush in the eye, did it? Flush in the eye, yeah, yeah. They were, doing t- they were doing touch, and I threw a tennis ball down as they were doing touch, and they kind of stuffed up because they were trying to... And he, ping- and he pinged it back at you. And then I was just sitting there talking, and he pinged it back, and it just hit me flush straight in the eye. Yeah, bleeding in the eye. So I had to go and uh, go to hospital and just lay down for literally until all those capillaries and all that stuff stopped because wow. couldn't get my Two heart games. rate up, couldn't get my blood pressure. Like, you just had to really... Did you think at some stage it was going to be a lot worse, the result was going to be worse? Uh, a little bit, once I got to hospital and just had to lay down. But then I had to watch the game, and it was a close game. It was when Coxie took that mark, <laughs> yes, kicked right. that goal, and then he took that mark on the line, yeah, to win the game over there, so... Yep. Wow. Uh, thank you, Dave. Thank you for the text. 0487736736. A break. We're talking cricket, Nick. Adam Voges is going to join us from Queensland. Time to talk cricket with Adam Voges, the Australia A men's coach who are in action at the moment in Queensland. They're taking on New Zealand A in a one-day series. And uh, he's been kind enough to join us because they're having a game today. Uh, Josh up yep. there in the, yep. at Allen Borderfield. Hey, Vogues, you appreciate your time, mate. Um, when did you take on this role? How long has this been going on? Morning, guys. Uh, yeah, this has, I guess, been in the works for a month or so uh, in the lead-up to this uh, series. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a good experience to be able to work with some of the up-and-coming uh, talent in the country. And, uh, yeah, some, some really competitive games against New Zealand over the last three weeks. So yeah. uh, it's been, been a good experience. Yeah, you've won, the, you won a couple of them, of course. So it's the last three, in fact. You won by 108 runs. Uh, you won by five wickets with plenty uh, up your sleeve. And then New Zealand, of course, uh, won a game as well. What's your role as per se? Are you acting on what the the, the head coach and Andrew McDonald and, and, the, and, the, and the, the, the senior team are expecting? or do you have free reign as the coach? Yeah, no, I've certainly been in consultation with, with Andrew McDonald and, and selectors about what they'd like to see out of this tour. I think at, at this time of the year, it's very much about the experience that some of these young players are able to, to get at this stage. And uh, But having said that, I've, I've been certainly allowed to do things my way. And um, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's been a good three weeks. Oh, nice one, Adam. Hey, Josh Kennedy here, mate. Hey, uh, who's impressed you during this series and who do you reckon's uh, making a run for the uh, World Cup spot? 
Uh, oh, look, uh, Josh, there's been some, some really strong performances. Um, we saw young Henry Thornton come in and take seven for 39 in, in, a, in the one-day game the other night at, at Allen Borderfield. Dorinda uh, Sandu took five wickets in the first ODI. Josh Phillippe made a terrific 100 in, in one of the four-day games, so nice to see the WA boys going well too. But, um, yeah, I don't think this tour as much as about um, picking guys for, for the World Cup. I think that's what will certainly be fixing the guys who are in South Africa. But it, it's certainly looking at that, that sort of next wave of cricketers coming through who could potentially represent Australia in the next uh, year or two, I guess. Uh, yeah, very good. And, uh, hey, what about today? So is there any shake-ups in the lineup today? Uh, there is, actually. We're, we're, uh, we're just changing things again. Uh, we're going to throw a slightly different lineup. We're going to we're going to try and bat really deep today and um, and see how that goes and, and rely on a couple of our sort of part-time spinners to to do a job. Ashton Turner took two wickets the other day with his right arm off spin, so looking forward to seeing him get a bit more of a bowl today uh, along with Matt Short. So uh, yeah. Uh, Another beautiful sunny day here in Brisbane and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, mate, you've been at uh, Great Barrier Reef in Mackay for a couple of games and now you're at Alan Borderfield. We're speaking to Adam Voges, the head of Australia A, taking on New Zealand A. Eh? How committed are the group when they're playing? Is it, is it a, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but is it a bit of hit and giggle or do when they cross the line, do they say they no, they're representing Australia, albeit it is Australia A? Eh? What's their focus? Yeah, I think, gosh, at this time of the year, certainly... Guys are getting it's a lead into the, the domestic summer. Um, but certainly, my job is, is to make sure that these guys are ready to go and uh, ready to, to give their uh, the best opportunity for them to do well in, the, in these games. And um, yeah, we've seen, like I said, some, some really strong performances over the last couple of weeks. But equally, uh, I think there's a number who have an eye on our domestic summer with, with the Marsh Cup starting next week and, and the Sheffield Shield the week after. So. Um, it, it's a nice lead-in for all of those players. Uh, very good. And um, I suppose I'm going to check a BBL question here. Are, are you confident in keeping Cam Green at the Scorchers? Oh, I've got to chuck it in there. I've got to chuck it in there. Creepers, <laughs> It is. It's early morning, JK. I like that. Um, no, we're, we're, we're certainly, um, we're certainly uh, been in contact and, and talks with Greeny for, for a period of time now. Um, I, I did read the, the article about the Brisbane Heat's interest and it's something that we, we already knew about. But, um, no, we're, we're certainly down the, down the line with talking and negotiating with Cameron Green. My hope is that we don't see him and that he's actually in the test squad and, and playing test cricket for Australia. But um, if that's not the case, then I'm certainly hopeful we'll see him in Orange this summer. A couple of other guys you're going to see in Orange. We're incredibly excited about Zach Crawley. Great pick-up, very smart. Uh, you took a little bit of a risk at the, at the draft, but it paid off beautifully. And you've gone for Laurie Evans again. Now, it all blew up in your face last time with Laurie, sadly. But uh, at the same time, is you get another go at it, and he's obviously keen to return. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we were really surprised at Zach Crawley got through to uh, our, our picket at pick 16 on the nine, and yeah, we were we were very happy to be able to call his name out. And yeah, we're, we're pleased to welcome Laurie back. Uh, we, we certainly missed him last year, um, and it's been a, a pretty tough 12 months for him. Uh, but he's the fact that he's able, he's been uh, able to play cricket again. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to, to bringing back a guy who helped us win BBL 11 and. Uh, 
and was a really important member of our squad that year. Last one for you, mate, and we appreciate your time. Uh, sounds like you're about to catch a cab or a bus or whatever it is uh, standing on the roadside. We appreciate it. Adam Voges is, is our guest. Um, mate, the, you get the taste for something like this. I know you've played test cricket and you've been around the Australian formats for a long, long time and you've done a m- remarkable job with WA cricket. When you're in charge of Australia A and you're mixing with these guys from other teams and other franchises and other states, do you get the feeling like higher honours, coaching honours, is something you were aspiring to that maybe one day, if a possibility came up uh, as, a, as a, a national coach at the top level, you'd be keen? Uh, oh, look, Josh, I, I, I want to be the best coach that I can be and I'm really only five years into this into this journey at this stage and mm. uh, I still think I've got a lot to learn. I think an experience like this just helps uh, with, with my continued learning and experience. So, um, yeah, I, I'm keen to, to keep coaching to, to the highest level that I possibly can, but I absolutely love my job in, in WA, the Scorchers at the moment, and, uh, yeah, hopefully I can do that for a bit longer yet. Good, yeah, good on you, mate. Hey, appreciate it. Who's going to win the flag from here? There's only six teams left, and we know you love your footy. Who's going to win it? Oh, I think Brisbane's best look at it, I reckon. Um, yeah, I think they'll be hard to beat at the Gabba, and then uh, if I can get it done on grand final day, I think... This will be their best chance. Thanks for joining us today, mate. Appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's Adam just the coach of Australia, right? but more importantly, the coach of the Scorchers in WA. Does a remarkable job. We appreciate his time. I hope he catches that Uber before much too long. We'll take a break and come back. This is Scotty and Goss with Josh Kennedy. been a very big, big sound imposing itself on the AFL over the last 10 or 11 weeks and they are certainly into the finals up to their eyeballs. Josh Kennedy, Gary Kibbertson, the 177 gamer for the Dockers and Northampton's finest, fresh from a controversial premiership win. Controversial? Yeah, well, Come on, mate. Yeah, it was controversial. You didn't Legit. win, mate. They had to replay it. And two goes at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one man who's hopefully chasing a premiership is Lockie Ash. He's been kind enough to join us from the GWS Giants as they head to Adelaide to take on Port Adelaide. Hey, Lockie, appreciate your time, mate. Uh, congratulations, first and foremost, on the team advancing so far, but also your season. You've had a wonderful, wonderful year. I gave him plenty. I gave him such a big build-up. It was clinical. He probably hung up in protest at your G- GNFL. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was controversial. Yeah. We'll get to Lockie Ash in a moment. Hey, what about these stats, though, for Lockie Ash? 24 games, played every game, 581 disposals, and this is the stat that gets me. He's given away just eight free kicks this year playing as a defender. It's quite remarkable. How many free kicks do you give away in a year? Don't know. So over his career, he's only given away 23 free kicks in 80 games. Wow. Maybe he's not getting to the contest tonight. Oh, I guess to the contest. He's an absolute... Because he's too quick, just running off. Bonafide yeah. star. He's on there. Hey, Lockie, appreciate your time. Gave you the world's biggest pump up and you weren't there, which is a bit disappointing. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a second go at it. Hey, congratulations on your year so far. No, nah, thank you, boys. Sorry about that. Don't know what happened there. But, um, <laughs> nah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, mate, uh, I won't say resurrection because you played a lot of footy. Uh, you know, you're 12 games in your debut season, then 23-21, so you're, you're regular. Adam Kingsley comes in, transforms your style and your position, and wow, what a year you've had. Yeah, uh, I guess I've uh, sort of liked the, the, the new system that King is, is um got us playing and, and the role that I'm sort of playing I think it's probably suits me playing a preferred position I think early on in my career got flicked around position wise a little bit and 
um, struggled to get some consistency and, and continuity. So I've um, yeah, enjoyed getting a bit of that this year and um, probably a bit of a reflection on sort of how the team's gone. Everyone sort of improved a little bit um, and we're, yeah, um, sort of reaping the rewards for that now. Lockie Ash is our guest, GWS. Don't forget, they take on Port Adelaide tomorrow night, Adelaide Oval 540. In the studio with me, Josh Kennedy, West Coast Eagles superstar, uh, 2018 Premiership player and Gary Gibbetson, 177 gamer and absolute gun from the Fremantle Football Club. Hey, uh, hey, Lockie. Hey, um, mate, congratulations once again on the year and also going to a second semi. Now, look, I, I hated dashing defenders because we'd always get in trouble as they took off and you'd never be able to stop them. But you talk about, obviously, um, with, with Adam and going through, obviously, your new, your role and cementing that spot. Now, I did read that you uh, you looked at footage of Daniel Rioli. Is, is, do you reckon that's been a massive thing on, on watching him and how he played and then taking that into your game and still bringing your strengths? Yeah, definitely. I think um, just like with the, the speed element and obviously playing the same position, that's definitely something that he sort of said. Just look at his running patterns and sort of when he chooses to, to go really hard or when he chooses to probably pull out of the attack and just things like that that sort of give me a bit of an idea before we started so that when you get out there, you sort of you sort of know what you're doing a little bit. Um, and then Lucky Whitfield as well, playing with him, obviously, he's a superstar. So just learning off him as well, um, sort of watching what he does um, early on in the year and, and when, when he decides to pull out of the attack and just things like that um, I think have really yeah, benefited me and I've been able to sort of um, pick things up pretty quickly which was which was really nice Lockie I know that every defender's number one priority is to defend first and then get the ball later do you get a little bit of a longer leash than some of the others you're getting a lot of the ball this year and uh, you look like you're, you're one of those guys that the, the team wants the ball in your hands does Adam Kingsley give you a bit of a license to run and then defend second or not? Um, oh, I think our job is still first and foremost, um, defend first, definitely. I think Lockie and I and Adam had a few conversations about that early in the year and just exactly what he wants and maybe, yeah, taking that a little bit too far, not defending as, as well as he would have liked. Um, but I think later in the year, just being able to refine that and, and sort of read the cues as quick as possible. Like if it sort of looks like we're going to win it, he does give us a bit of a license to, to sort of get on our bikes and, and try and get the offence going a little bit. But then again, when it, when it doesn't look so good, making sure that you do play your role for the team and, and defend and make sure that that is your job and you do that first and foremost before you do the other stuff. Um, so just he's been really good, though, in, in sort of um, determining what he wants from us. Um, he's been really clear, which is um, Lockie and I have both sort of um, taken a liking to. Hey, uh, hey, Stephen Canidio returns this week after an eye injury. Can you, can you run us through a little bit what happened at uh, training? Yeah, so Cogs, we were just sort of, sort of doing a drill, um, then footy, got snapped out of a, a pack and just sort of hit him in the, the face, um, hit him in the eye, and he sort of just, yeah, grabbed his eye and then um, woke up on uh, was Friday, I think. It was a bit of a blurred vision and sort of just um, Friday night was still sort of feeling that. So he um, just pulled out with that um, bit of blurred vision and stuff. So he'll, um, he'll, he's been training all week and he's been cherry ripe, so he's, um, he'll be good to go. Well, Lockie, if you Google Josh Kennedy tennis ball, you'll find that uh, Josh Kennedy <laughs> missed two games when Dean Cox threw a tennis ball at him at West Coast Eagles training. He missed two games. and How long did you spend? Bleeding in the eye. I was bleeding in the eye. How long did you spend in there? In hospital? Yeah. Oh, about four days. Wasn't allowed to move. Yeah. The tennis ball would hurt a bit more than a footy. Ah, uh, a little bit. Smaller. Just oh, suck the eye out. Smaller. So he's fine. He's <laughs> trained. He's, there's absolutely no drama. So he's back in the team, and we see that he's been named. So he's obviously returning. And what a key what a key component. He's had a stellar season. No, he has, yeah. I think, obviously, being in that All-Australian 40 was a good reflection of sort of the year that Cogs has had. Um, we feel like he's sort of a real barometer for us when... When Cogs is up and playing well, and usually the team's going well, so we'll be um, looking forward to getting him out there, get, getting him out there on Saturday night and seeing what he can do. Don't want to be a naysayer at all. Don't want to be a naysayer at all, but I'm going to be a little bit. 
The two teams that you have not beaten in your career, you personally, are Port Adelaide and Brisbane. Yep. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, gosh. I was, uh, I was watching that game last week thinking I just haven't played I haven't played well at either of these grounds um, in, my, in my career. So it'd be a good time to turn around in the semi-final is um, sort of the attitude I'm going with. But, no, obviously we're really looking forward to... Um, whoever we on Saturday, whoever we we got, we were really looking forward to that opportunity. Um, we feel like we're in really good form and um, sort of riding some momentum that we've picked up in the back end of the year. So we're just really excited to get out there and see what we can do. Willem Drew is expected. He went to Lockie Neal last week. He is expected to go to Josh Kelly. That seems to be the chatter around the traps. One thing GWS do is they play at pace and it's just chaos movement through the middle of the ground. It's clean, but it's chaotic. And you've got to make the Port Adelaide midfield, which is equal, and the Butters and 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 uh, Rosie and others. Um, you've got to make them work. Obviously, there's. It's, I know games. Are, we often say games are won by what happens in the midfield. It's going to be where the game is going to be won this weekend. How much you can make Port Adelaide work? No, definitely. I feel like that. We all, everyone, sort of knows competition wise. That's their strength. Those those boys that they roll from the midfield. There, they're obviously um, high class players. Um, all of them. So, yeah. Last time we played them, we probably got a few things wrong in there that we've um, we've looked at this week. Um, the way we'll look to rectify for sure. But um, Chuck, oh, Josh, he sort of had a bit of attention through the mid part of the year there, and and got done a couple of times, and then also probably won a couple of battles when he got some attention. So we'll, we'll back him in and back him in and help him out as best we can out there. If that's the case, that. Um, Drew does go to him, but at the end of the day, we've got full faith that um, we'll back him in. He's, he's been a very good player for a long time now, and um, I'm sure that that'll, that'll show on Saturday night. But, yeah, we, we know their midfield's good, and it is about trying to make them work two ways because you sort of let it have it on their terms. They're, they're too good and, and probably nearly too hard to beat. So, um, yeah, we, we've talked about that, and there's a, a few plans in place that... Um, will be pretty clear to see on, on Saturday. Yeah, take the, take the crowd out of it as well. They're going to get very noisy over there at Adelaide Oval. Now, before we let you go, um, uh, Sam Taylor is one of our favourites here in WA, and we love Sam. He's been on the show several times. He's a he's a geeky type of guy, but he's a very, very good fullback. Uh, are you aware of his passion for anime? I didn't even know what anime is. Are you aware of his <laughs> passion for anime? Yeah, I, I, I love Slammer as well. He's um, plays a play alongside, obviously. He's... Uh, <laughs> handy but he does have some weird thing he's a bit yeah he does have some weird things he likes um we love him but no i didn't know he liked anime um <laughs> being a country by myself i'm actually not too sure that is myself to be honest um Hey, mate. No, he doesn't. He's a very geeky type of guy. Hey, before we let you go, last one, sorry. Toby Green. I don't think anyone dislikes Toby Green. I think we didn't used to dislike Toby Green, but we love Toby Green. He's my favourite player. Yeah, he is remarkable. I'd just love to know his impact as a captain. Uh, Has he changed? Has he changed at all? Um, No, I don't think he's changed too much. He's probably become a bit more aware of the the impact that he has on the group. Um, Probably... Years ago, when I first rocked up to the club, he was sort of—he's always sort of had a, like a leadership style around him. But it was just all sort of more him doing it, doing his way, and sort of people can follow if they wanted. And if not, he didn't wasn't too fast. Whereas now he sort of tries to, to bring people along with him a little bit, and just sort of understands the actual the pull and the impact that he has on the group, um, and, and uses that to his advantage. Um, I think that sort of having a guy who you you want to go out for and you you want to bleed for on the weekend, who will do the same for you, and then someone who can sort of um, realise the impact that he has on the group, I think is pretty special. Um, and, and, yeah, he, he does a really good job at that. And bringing young boys along with him, um, I know the VFL side that we've got there, they're not playing finals, but just the impact he's had on them and 
trying to still make them boys improve um, has been first class. Uh, just a little example there. The last few weeks, he's um, yeah, he's really he's um. Yeah, he's one of a kind, that's for sure. He certainly is. Hey, mate, no one wants Port Adelaide to win for Cane Corns and all that sort of stuff. So uh, go out there and do your job, mate. Looking forward to it. Tomorrow night, 5.40, our time, Adelaide over. It's going to be huge. Everyone's cheering for the Giants, mate. And I know you genuinely think your group, that, uh, that you're not just making up the numbers, you're a genuine chance. Thanks for joining us and continued success for your own personal career as well. Thank you, boys. Really appreciate you having me on. Sorry for that little hiccup. Nah, at the all good, mate. All, all, all good, mate. Not good luck, mate. Go well. There it is. Lockie Ash, GWS, and uh, he's played every game last week. 31 disposals, nine marks, and a tackle. And now the Friday FOMO is he escaped to Hawaii with my cruises for 19 nights. 19 nights, quote, footy 100 for an SEN exclusive offer. After the break, a text. I want you guys to disc- think about it in the break. Morning, Ibo JK. Want to hear your views on the debate that the Eagles delistings are part due to poor development program at the club. Can you speak about your views on this? E.g. development versus not quite up to the level. That's mm. Pete listening on the app in Sydney. 0487 736 736. See the other text there. Yep. I gave away 298 frees against in my career. And Ibo, you gave away 93. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? Umpires. Bloody hell. Don't look after the forwards. Now, we're talking footy with Garrick Ibbotson. Thanks to Fleet Network, WA's novated car leasing specialists. He's in the studio. He's been here since 7 o'clock. Garrick Ibbotson, 177 gamer. Josh Kennedy, Northampton's finest and the Rams premiership player from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what about our man Hammer Brayshaw taking out the Sandover? I know. Clearly as well. Yeah, yeah. seven votes he won, boy. Big year. Some well. He's had a big year. He's had uh, two big years now. He's uh, co-runner-up last year. And uh, nailed it this year. Only played the one game, and that was in COVID. It was on the Gold Coast. Yep. At West Coast. Um, are you, he still we won that game against St Kilda. He did. He's he got did. a perfect record. Yep. Sadly, unlike Greg Clark, who we were just discussing, 21 games Greg Clark at the AFL level. Paul like never sang the song once. Didn't win one? No. Nah. Nine games in his first year, 12 in his second, and didn't play on a single win. Oh, it's a bit rough. Tough career. That's, that's rough. Out of those, uh, this is sort of taking uh, the text from Pete from Sydney. Thank you, Pete, listening on the app there, 0487 736 736, or you can call the Toolkit Depot open line, 13 1255. Um, out of Petrevsky, Seaton, Foley, Clark, West, O'Neill, O'Neill, any Winder. of those, a window, any of those got a future beyond West Coast? Uh, at another AFL club? Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I think. Um, I think Foles, like uh, Foles, is always someone who was pretty reliable, and look, he was still learning his craft and um, everything over the last, you know, few years. But um, that was, was the one that surprised me. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought Foles might have. I yeah, there's some shepherd about him. I thought, you know, he's that sort of floating across defender. Yeah, you know, if Tom Cole's not there, you go to Foley. Yeah, 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 and you can give him a task, give him a role, and he, he, he'll lock down and, and do that. So yeah, I was a little bit surprised with that, but. Um, but obviously, yeah, the list changes that they made. Um, yeah, and Clark um, and Westy obviously coming through, you know, um, mature age. Um, O'Neill, yeah, he's um, he's got some class and skill, but he just probably hasn't been able to find it, I suppose, at, at that level at AFL. So, look, yeah, Foles, if anyone, I think, could, could sit on a list. But, um, yeah, I think the, the other boys will, yeah, probably go back to either Waffle or wherever. Uh, Petreski Seaton, being, I'm surprised of his age. He's only 25 years old, and he's played a bit of footy. Um, I, I sort of reckon he could probably still go somewhere and be on a list, like you say, maybe a, 
not a, a guaranteed starter every week, but I think he can still contribute. And you just don't know. Like, we were talking off air about the West Coast situation at the moment. Really hard position to be in when you've got so many young guys playing at the same time. It's easy if you come in, or easier, if you come in as a young player into an established side and you're one of sort of two that are coming in off a sort of not many games because yep. you get some support there. You get some handball received. It's not up to you to always be the guy that has to get your own ball. It's a bit of a tough position to be in, especially coming into your first handful of games and not being in a, a position to win. And um, it, it is hard. Mm. It is, uh, and it'll be interesting to see where they all end up as well. Um, what about this one here? Noddy says, Alistair Clarkson has a storied history of creating a coaching factory in Simo and Hardwick, to name a few. Um, JK's – J oh, they're playing you out. There he goes. Uh, JK's live read uh, wouldn't have been possible without the man who constantly gives him Tim Gossage. He reckons the, the live read, which we just heard, uh, you did this <laughs> – that you just did yeah. was exceptional. Oh, what's that? Oh. Yeah, Noddy really liked it. I didn't know where you're going with that text. So that's a, no, it's just that's sort of saying that I've sort of oh. mentored a lot of oh. outstanding people through media careers, and he reckons that you might have come of age today. But we've done, we've how, done. How did this convo get back on to Goss? I saw the name pop up on the text. <laughs> I thought I'd read it out. If it was a bad one, Noddy gave me a bit of a, a whack yesterday, so I thought, I'd just, thank you, Noddy, you're a good man. Um, can I ask you about Fremantle? What yeah. do they have to do to their list? Uh, who... Um, we, you th- we think they've got the mechanics of their list right. Still nothing on Sean Darcy? Uh, no, nothing yet, I don't think. In what way? Well, his future. Staying or going. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure. And I think he's in a tough position because you bring Luke Jackson in, I don't know that Freo can afford to keep him if he's getting offered the money that he is from over East, which is what happens when you bring in Luke Jackson on big money and you've got some young guys like Caleb Sarong and Andy Brayshaw and you're going to start to feel probably some cap squeeze with that. I just don't think you can have two Ruckman playing at the same time on big money. I just think it's going to get too much of a squeeze for to keep him. Wilson gone, as we mentioned. Now, this is the one that's going to get me and I've, I've had this chat and I've and I've actually, actually inquired at another club in regards to what the future looks like for this. Will Brody's got three more years of a contract. He played five games this year. He averaged 20 disposals. He got injured. He went back and played Waffle for Peel. He racked up about 30 touches a game and played in the last 10 or 11, and he's in their finals team going forward. He's playing against Subi this week. Yep. He's got three years, a new deal signed at the start of this year. I can't see him getting a regular berth at Fremantle in that midfield. If they're going to go down the Johnson, Erasmus and the regular midfielders, and they're concerned about his defensive pressure... He could do a lot worse than go to West Coast, and West Coast could do a lot worse than go and grab him because they need an inside ball with no shoey, no yep. question mark. Kelly probably needs a chop out and probably needs more outside than inside. He'd be a fantastic pickup for another club. Yeah, and look, I have not that I've got concerns about Will Brody. It's more, I think Freer made a big mistake letting Blake Akers go. I think they undervalued what he could contribute to the team, and especially for someone who's not a big money, he's not going to be someone who you're going to have to pay overs to keep. They let him go, and he's had a fantastic season at Carlton. I reckon they made a big mistake with Blake Akers, and I'm concerned they're going down the same path with Will Brody. I think he's been a great contributor when he's played. Played every game in his first year. And was a good player. I don't know why he's out. There's obviously some concerns about maybe his defensive pressure. Well, and that's else. Oh, would that be it? Would that be it? Well, that seems to be the only thing. Quality human, well-liked, works hard, doesn't yeah, miss yeah. a beat on the track, fit. Fit, yeah. Could never get in any mischief. Nice, fit, has fitted in really well with the culture of the footy club mm. and has stopped playing. 
and got injured, I know, but can't get back in. So they've obviously they could have easily marked his card and still contributing at that waffle level. That second dominating, tier, like dominating, yeah, yeah. Knocking I, on I the don't door. know how you can sign a three-year contract Me from neither. the club's perspective. Me neither. They haven't bought in a whole bunch of players to then go into all of a sudden go to Faro. We bought someone in that's better than Will Brody. Everyone who was there was there before, and now all of a sudden three-year contract and he's not playing. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I just think he he again if it's if it's defensive pressure. Can he change? Can he get that into his game? He well, he hasn't been able to get it back into his game because he hasn't played the AFL level since whenever. My and I and I only talk local because he's in there, it's in our backyard. But again, I go back to West Coast. So Shuey's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yo is a question mark each and every week. Kelly's not your genuine insider. He's more your outs mid outsider. Yep. That's what he was at Geelong. That's why, mate. That's why he was so good at Geelong, and he had a great year this year. Don't get me wrong, yep. but he doesn't need to be the bullocking midfielder that he's probably being expected to be. And Brody can be that. Brody can be that. So if Fremantle don't want him, and West Coast want him, and he's got three years, and they can pay half of his contract, and they've got salary cap issues at Fremantle with trying to get Sean Darcy a decent quid, mm. and with what's happened with Luke Jackson. Mm. Will Brody is is the X factor in all of this. Question for you: If you're Will Brody, how long do you hang around at Fremantle and hope that it changes? No, or you're done. just gone. I'm gone. I'd be asking. I'd be asking to go. Already, he, absolutely. Already, his card is marked, mate. Do you reckon? Well, they're not. They don't pick him, even when he's fit. He's played the last ten or eleven games for Peel Thunder and dominated. Yeah, but if, it, if they that brought de- in the defensive side is one thing that Longy wants in and wants you know the whole team to be you know playing like. Then you know, he's got a three-year deal, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've still got to have the the aspects well, of the team. Yeah, he's not going to run around playing. He's not going to run around playing twenty waffle games. And and but you play. can work on your craft and get better at that. That's of course, just, he can. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's had half the year to do so, and yeah. still hasn't broken. Half he's a year's a long he was, time. He's injured. Yeah. Mark so, Crab was kicking eight goals and getting forty possessions week after week in the waffle and didn't get hit. Yeah, Ron Jones turned out okay. Ron Jones. Mm. Carl Warner got picked ahead of him this year, right? So Carl Warner, Corey Wagner, Nathan O'Driscoll got picked ahead of him. Uh, Neil Erasmus has been picked ahead. Liam Henry, they created. Fantastic. He's gone now. Uh, Matt Johnson got picked ahead of him You repeatedly. Ethan Hughes got picked against uh, again. They went for Jager O'Meara, even when Jager's form wasn't exactly elite. And they've also thrown in Hayden Young into their midfield as well. And then you go through Brayshaw and Sarong. They've got an abundance of inside mm. strong mids, and they've got kids who are going to develop into really nice players. Brody is eight deep at the moment, and I just don't see any reason why he would stay there. Not even one more preseason. He might have live out hope, but then he's got to go through a whole year of playing Peel Thunder. He's too good to be playing Peel yeah, Thunder. Yeah. Mate. Let's get a breakaway and come back. Uh, the news is next. We've still got to get our snap fitness, uh, snap judgment as well. News for Loop Logics: the future of construction management. For a free demo, visit looplogics.com. Uh, you can join in on the show if you want. Thirteen twelve fifty five. Toolkit Depot open line zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Why re-sign Petrocelli and not Foley? I think Petrocelli can play. That's my opinion. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. I, yeah, I think Patch, yeah, in the way he plays, he just needs to work on a few things with his craft. He, he's too quick. Oh, like he, yeah. he gets stepped that many times because he's going that fast at trying to tackle someone. <laughs> Once he figures that out, he'll be fine. Yeah, we'll get a, a news away. We're going to come back and dissect these finals as well. Give us a call if you've got a view, 13 12 55 or 04 We're here for Fleet Network. Gary Gibson in the studio, of course. Fleet Network, uh, WA's Novated Car Leasing Specialist. If you need a, an EV, the Tesla is the way to go. This is Scotty and Goss with Josh Kennedy and Gary Kibbertson.
It's time for an odds update. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroker. Ladbroker. Download the Ladbrokes app today. It's all about footy, Tommy Hackett. What do you got for us? We've got game tonight and tomorrow night. Two outstanding semi-finals, Goss. Two intriguing semi-finals, in my opinion, as well. None more so than this clash tonight between Melbourne and Carlton in front of uh, what could be a capacity crowd at the MCG. Melbourne looking to avoid becoming the first side in the modern finals history to go out in straight sets, but I think that could happen. They're sixty-eight. <laughs> Carlton at $3.15. I think there's a, a sense of timing around this Carlton side. They've put the pressure's off them now. They've got that one final win under their belt. I mean, it just feels like a bit of a free hit for them. While Melbourne, there's so much pressure. So, in a really, I think this is a very close game. This will go all the way down to the final quarter. I like Carlton to uh, come away with the victory there at the two dollars fifteen. Got a little same game multi here for you as well, Goss, for this game. I like Carlton to win. I like Sam Welsh to have 25 or more disposals. I like Bradley Fritz to bounce back and have two goals or kick two goals or more. Blake Akers to have 20 more or more disposals. Jack Viney to have 20 or more disposals. That's paying seven dollars and twenty-four cents. Nice. And what about uh, the big one tomorrow night over there at uh, GWS and Port Adelaide in Adelaide? It's a bit of a similar situation here. Port Adelaide, it would be a disaster if they went out straight sets after winning 13 games in a row. Being touted as one of the leading premiership contenders, they need to avoid a straight set exit. They're $1.62. GWS Giants are $2.25. They are very tough to beat at the Adelaide Oval, though, the Port Adelaide Power. They've won their last eight games as home favourites. They've covered the line in their last four games against the Giants as well. So I think Port Adelaide will win. I think they can win fairly comfortably and cover that line as well. Same game multi for that game. I've got another one uh, in action for that game between the Power and the Giants. I like Port Adelaide to cover the line. I like Willie Rioli to kick two or more goals. Connor Rosie to have 25 or more disposals. Josh Kelly to have 25 or more disposals will give you $5.84. You can have a look at all of this on the Ladbrokes app and go to Mates Mode, the community Mates Mode AFL, and see Tommy Hackett's multis there. And you can uh, they'll be shared so you can get a piece of those. Hey, question without notice, but I know you'll have this on the top of your head. Amelia's jewel goes around tomorrow. We're excited about it. Uh, Simon Miller has been on Media Street. I don't think there's been a media outlet he hasn't done media with at the moment. What the price for Amelia's jewel to win first? up tomorrow. He's absolutely loving this attention at the moment, Simon Miller. And why, and why wouldn't you when you've got such a good horse like Amelia's Jewel? She's currently $1.85 in the Let's Alive Stakes market with Ladbrokes. The wide barrier draw hasn't worried Ladbrokes players. She's one of the best-backed horses anywhere in the country tomorrow. Absolute certainty. Good on you, mate. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. That odds update thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroker on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks to Snap Fitness for the feeling. Our Snap Judgment, my Snap Judgment is that I think uh, Peel Thunder, I'm a Subi man, as you know, rusted on Subi man, but the Fremantle Dockers who are representing Peel Thunder in the WAFL at the moment, I think they'll get the job done and advance to the grand final. Take on East Fremantle here at Optus Stadium. Both these Fremantle men, aren't you, not? Yes. Yeah. Well, you've sort of got a Peel Thunder connection because of the connection with Fremantle as well. Yeah, I do. But East Fremantle still for me. Yeah. Snap judgment. It's going to be ugly. East Fremantle win. No, no. Win. By a lot. By a lot. Can I just tell you, whoever wins tomorrow, uh, wins between Subiaco and Peel, just give them the premiership flag now. No, no, they're done, East Fremantle. (laughs) Snap Fitness has you covered. Visit your local Snap Fitness to find out more. Snapfitness.com.au. That last thing they needed to do from East Fremantle was wait around. That would have been better off playing. Nah, they're fine. Did you, hey, do you like the week it. off? Uh, momentum. Is it a momentum killer? 
It depends on your uh, list, I guess, uh, and where yeah, you're at. Yeah. Like, if you're, um, I'm sure if you had a little injury, the week off would be fantastic for you. But ideally, like, I'm, I'm sort of with you. You want to keep playing. I think momentum is a not critical, but I think if you're having a rest and trying to figure out, do you train properly like you normally would, or Correct. do you go really hard on the weekend and just stay away from any contact? It's a bit of a tough one to get your head around. But yeah, I think continuity is the best way for it. But if you've got some key players that need a rest and the week off helps. Yeah, that's a good thing too. Sticking routine and getting that in that week off, making sure you still get, I suppose that 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 training load or game kind of type load on playing. But it is the psyche of a player, you know, going into a grand final week off, you know, having a massive session on that Friday. It's a little bit tough. Man. Do you think that the WAFL Premiership is tainted if uh, a waffle team like Peel, on the back of Fremantle having a lot of available players, unlike West Coast? Yeah. You compare an apples with oranges. They're an established club peel thunder as yep. well. Do you think it taints the waffle competition if they win it with such a loaded AFL listed team? Because they're fitter than everyone. They're professional footballers. Ninety nine point nine percent of waffle footballers are not. Uh, no, not really. Because the restrictions they have, you, you can only play. Is he only play eleven or twelve? Like you can't. They've got. I know. I know it's enough. But um, but yeah, and it's different to West Coast because obviously you've got you know the other waffle guys who are playing in Peel who are good quality waffle players. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, I don't think. I think no problems with it. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. It's if they won every year, which they haven't. You know what I mean? You kind of go, oh, maybe it is, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I think so. And this is, I mean, we won one in 2017 when I played, so I'm a bit biased in this whole situation. But the year that we played Subiaco, if you've got, and it's not always going to be the case this way, if you've got a young list of free, like Fremantle listed players who might be 18 to 21, who, like you say, are probably fit, but they're young versus a Subiaco side that's got a lot of older guys who are bigger bodies, mature age, they're every bit as good as a young listed Fremantle team. I don't see an issue with it. Let us know your thoughts there. 13 12 55, Tookie Depot, Opline 0487 736 736. Uh, Gary Kippertson, Josh Kennedy in the studio. Don't forget, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a chance for two to America's footy's biggest game. $70,000. Ever been to a Super Bowl, boys? No, love to. No. Oh, yeah, into it? Yeah, absolutely. Just the event or the actual competition? No, I love the competition. Who do you yeah. go for? Uh, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. What about you? you? No, nah, I'd go, go just go for the event. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, I've got no idea who plays and how they play. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12th. There is a bloke, Headley, who played Peel Thunder Reserves, who's a punter. Mm. And he's a, he worked in a – where did he work? He's a scaffolder. He was a scaffolder and he's a tattoo artist. And he's playing in the, he's playing in the NFL. Is he? Yeah. Okay. What a Peel Thunder Reserves player, Lou Headley. Yeah, that's the pathway to that. Yeah. It's been huge, yeah. huge. Ben Graham, Sack Rocker. Hey, Pro Kick. Yeah. Pro kick. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Chapman have all had a lot to do with it. Just in shopping store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you could be off to the Super Bowl, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. A break. We're going to dissect the last two games of the round, the only two games of the round in the AFL. The AFL final is next with Gary Gibbertson and Josh Kennedy. Stay with us. This is SENWA Breakfast. Welcome back, Gary Kibbertson, Fleet Network, of course, in the studio, and Josh Kennedy. We have two games in action this weekend. Tonight at the MCG, 10 to 6 our time, it is Melbourne taking on Carlton and then Port Adelaide and GWS. So we had a great chat earlier to Lockie Ash. So the situation is in for Melbourne, Tomlinson, Spargo and Jordan out. Brayshaw injured. 
Van Royen suspended. Hibbard omitted. And Laurie is the sub from last week. He might get another berth. And Carlton Kennedy comes in. Martin is suspended. Mackay has concussion. Boys, this is going to be a corker. You've got a little game. bit of Carlton running through your veins. Thought processes about them going on with it and beating Melbourne. Yeah, look, the heart's kind of with, with obviously Patrick being Northampton boy and wanting him to you know, keep pushing through and hopefully bring him back another medal to Northampton, which would be quite nice. But don't know, the way Melbourne played last week, obviously they had 69 inside 50s and they obviously didn't take their opportunity. You know, that's the reason obviously why they lost. But Carlton with McKay out, Jack Martin, I don't know, I'm, I'm swinging towards Melbourne for the win. Uh, Tommy Ackett pretty much took the words out of my mouth. They, or I think Carlton have got a complete free kick at this. Like they have a, they go in there, no real pressure. Melbourne have been in the news all week. I feel like Carlton are primed to take this this game. Melbourne last week, they just butchered the ball forward. Yeah. They had so many opportunities. If they sort that out, I reckon Carlton are in trouble. Yeah. But they need to sort that out because if they do that again, it'll be the same result. I said this before, and, I, and I, it sounds incredibly disrespectful, and it's going to come out disrespectful again, but if Adam Tomlinson's your key pillar of defence at fullback and Charlie Curnow's your full forward, it could get horribly ugly. And it might only take a quarter where he kicks three or four goals and the game's gone. I'm worried about that. Yeah, it's a good point. I think the saving grace for that is that Harry Mackay's not playing. Even though Harry Mackay hasn't been kicking that well... I just think having two options down there, like if you, if Charlie Kerno is the only person you have to mm. worry about as a key forward, yeah. it does help. If Harry Mackay's there, even though he hasn't been kicking that well, yeah. just having him there, you think, oh, God, you've got, to, you got two people to look after. Good point. Very valid point. Um, we're talking about, uh, I think even uh, Scotty during the week, we're asking about X factors. Carlton's X factor is some of their so-called lesser names. And I talk of, and he, and he spoke of Matthew Cottrell. He's had a great year, Matthew Cottrell. Speed. He's quick, isn't he? Yeah, hits the tar- hits, hits targets, makes good decisions. Mm. It's important because you're back here, you're bottom four How many goals five. he kicked this year? Uh, it's a very good question. I'll I think he, yeah. Um, he, to, he seems to bob up at those times to have those shots as well, which yeah. is obviously another string to his bow. Yeah, mm. he does. Uh, so Matthew Cottrell this year, 10 goals. 10 goals. Uh, yeah. That's pretty handy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're going for Melbourne, JK. I, I think I, I just, I, I, just, yeah. Heart saying Carlton, but I think yeah, I'm, I'm going towards Melbourne. Carlton for me. I think Melbourne are absolutely. Melbourne should have beaten Collingwood last week. I don't mm. care what anyone says. Oh yeah. Their entries were. Well, they didn't. Their entries. Their, no, no. Collingwood <laughs> deserved to win in the end, but but Melbourne should have won. Yeah. Collingwood just hit the scoreboard better and used the ball better. Thirty-six oh. inside, thirty-seven inside fifties. They had. That's the one. Um. Melbourne's forward line was horrendous to watch. But they also, their mids had to take some responsibility. They were just bombing it in long. They didn't think their th- way through it. And they're, and they're, a lot of their forward 50 entries, for those who don't know, shallow entries, weren't they? They were 45 yeah. to 50. Yeah. They weren't even deep. They didn't turn the defence around very often. All right, Melbourne for me and you blokes are going for... I'm going Melbourne. Melbourne too. Oh, yeah. Carlton, yeah, Carlton Honey for you both. All righty, turn our attention. Now, this, this game's huge. Just a couple of weeks ago, Ken Hinckley re-signed a new two-year deal. This was after they went on a 13-14 game winning streak. Then they went on a five-game losing streak. Then they won a game. They thought that was the opportune time to announce that he was going to be coaching. If they go out in straight sets, that decision is going to going to create a storm. I'm not saying he should be sacked or there. I reckon it's a storm every year with Ken Hinckley. Like with this you can't coaching. get the job done, mate. Yeah, I know, but like every year it's this like doing well, not well, sack him, keep him. It's, 
I reckon they went early on that extension. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because, and you're right. I think that he's um, and I love Ken Hinckley. I love the way that he is with his players. Yep. I love the way that he is with his press conferences. Agreed. I think he's yeah. a fantastic person to have. The players play. love him. Yeah. You but can see it. You're right. Like they've gone from like he's under pressure, and then he's getting two-year extensions, and I just feel like they've gone a bit too early. And you're right. If they lose this game, they go into next season going, well, is he actually going to be the guy that gets this done for us at some stage? Yeah. Um. It's not going to be a massive crowd, but it'll be a big crowd. They might have to get the, the tarps out again. You remember the Port Adelaide tarps? Yeah. Who knows? They might imagine, imagine pulling out a couple of tarps for the finals. Why won't it be a massive crowd? No, they won't be. Why not? Because they think they're shoe-in, so they're waiting for the prelim. <laughs> Hang on a minute. You tell me. <laughs> I think you're wrong on that, too. Just, they'll what, pack that place What do you, no, what do you mean? Yeah, they will. No, they they'll get, 40, they'll get 42,000 max. Well, how What's many can it hold? 43. No. Adelaide Oval. Adelaide Oval. They get 50,000 there. I would think so, yeah. 53,500. They're getting 50,000 there. All right. I'll have... Have you, I'll have have you a, seen Port Adelaide's member? They, 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 they love it. They, be a, mate, they can't afford to buy a ticket, mate. <laughs> I do remember the big, uh, the big mats. Yeah, the tarps. Yeah, hey, yeah. I'll bet you a bottle of your gin stuff. Yep. All right, I'll, well, I don't know what I'll buy you, but uh, <laughs> I, I will make myself find something in the, in the cupboard. You give me a bottle of your stuff, your best, yeah. none of this sort of lowbrow stuff, the stuff yeah. from your – have you opened up your joint down south? Your yeah, cellar door's open, yeah. Whereabouts yeah. is it? Six Bradman Street in Bustleton. Okay. So get down there, cellar door's open. All right. So there you go. I, 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 I always get more responsibility and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I, I, I think they will not get – in fact, I'll, I'll give you 2,000 grace. They won't get more than 48,000 max. Max. Well, hang on. You, you got 40, 42,000, and now you, you just, just jumped another 5,000 on there. Okay, 44. I'll meet you halfway. 42. 44. You give us 42. I'll be over 42. They will definitely have over 42. 44, and you've got a, got a bet. I think they'll get more than 44. Okay. I'll go you. I'll oh give. Boy. I'll go. I get on. I'll go with you. A Ford Escape from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. Over, over, they'll definitely get over 44,000. They're not sure. going to get 44. Who wins? I still think Port Adelaide just purely because of where it is. But I'm not confident at all. I think Port will win. I think Port will go to a prelim. GWS for me, certainty of the round. Absolute living certainty. They are playing the best football in the competition by a street. They are They are oppressive. Green is a freak. He Their is. back line is well drilled. They are tough. They kick scores. Nice. Hogan has been amazing. Sammy Taylor, he trained with us. We could have had him. West Coast. About Nick Martin, too, mate. Don't talk about Nick Martin. <laughs> Don't talk about Nick Martin. Let's get a break away and come back and wrap things up. So, there it is. So, just you're going Port, you're going Port, I'm going GWS, you're going Melbourne, I'm going yes. Melbourne, Ibo's going Carlton. Let's take a break and wrap things up. This is Scotty and Goss with Gary Gibbonson in the studio and Josh Kennedy. SEM Breakfast, if you didn't listen, this is what you've missed. Well, we have a go at Harry Taylor for taking things so seriously because. I have a go at him for missing that, missing that shot. Oh, he missed the shot. Yeah, okay. he missed yeah. that shot. There we go. We'll have a dig at him for that. Okay, it's not that easy, mate. I don't know if you've coached in the Prem- Scottish <laughs> Premier League, but let me tell you. I that, could, yeah. though. If oh, I was coaching Celtic, I'd win the league. Yeah. I would yeah. win the league if I was coaching Celtic. Coach player. You just play as well. 100%. Mate, have you seen Jared Neesham of the Scottish <laughs> Premier League? Lockie Ash. Yeah, we, we know their midfield's good, and it is about trying to make them work two ways because you sort of let it have it on their terms, they're, they're too good and, and probably nearly too hard to beat. So, um, yeah, we, we've talked about that and there's a, a few plans in place that um, will be pretty clear to see on, on Saturday. See the other text there. Yep. I gave away 298 frees against in my career. And Ivo, you gave away 93. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not bad, is it? Umpires, it's bloody hell. <laughs> Don't look after forwards. Oh, you can say that now. <laughs> uh, and well done, boys. Uh, well done. Thanks to Fleet Network. Ebo, thanks for coming in. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, what do you got? Oh, you're going down to watch the ammos, aren't you? I am, yeah. Who's playing there? Adam Pickering's team's playing. TA's going to win, I think, by a mile. Perth Football mm. League. They're taking on Wesley Curtin. Wesley Curtin. That's what are what you doing for the weekend? Uh, little one's got gymnastic comp tomorrow, so I'll be watching gymnastics tomorrow. Get used to it, mate. There's plenty more years <laughs> to come. Loop Logics, the Swiss Army knife of construction manager. Have a great day, mate. Your team win. See you Tuesday.